There are a couple of things that the Lord wishes to share with us today through the readings. One is the word that comes to us through St. Paul as he wrote the letter to the Corinthians. What happened to Corinth is that when St. Paul established the community of faith, subsequently others came. They were known as these, these powerful teachers. They were very effective teachers, and yet they were misleading and misguiding the people. And so St. Paul wanted to make sure that you know the, the Corinthians realized that they were being misguided. And so he wanted to say to them, first of all, realize the grace that you have received, the grace that I was able to convey to you when you were baptized, when you became such enthusiastic believers. Just realize what you receive. He says, don't waste that grace. Don't waste the grace. And so what happened is there's, first of all, he, St. Paul knows that these great teachers came and, and they were misguiding them. And, and, I, and these people would say, well, I'm from, I am from Alexandria. I have a degree in theology, a big degree. I, have, uh, went, I went to a great school of, of, of rhetoric. I'm able to, able to preach very well. And St. Paul says, you know, what did I bring to you? What did I offer for you? And then he continues and he says, what, what is my background? And he says, I want to be foolish and I'll boast of what I have brought to you. He says, I have come through as a minister of God, but I didn't have great degrees, although we know that he was very well educated. But he says to them, I have been a minister and it is through the endurance of the afflictions, hardships, constraints, beatings, all the things he had to experience, all the things that he had to experience. This was the cost of his discipleship. He suffered much. So afflictions, hardships, constraints, beatings, imprisonments, riots. As you know, he was beaten at least three times with his known 40 lashes minus one. He was stoned. The labors, vigils, fasts. Uh, it is by purity, knowledge, patience, and kindness in the Holy Spirit. I spoke to you the truth, the truth of revelation. And then he continues and he says, it is through the glory and dishonor, insult and praise, all those things that I had to endure. We are treated as deceivers and yet are truthful as unrecognized and yet acknowledged, as dying yet, behold, we live. And so St. Paul says to, to the Corinthians, not only what I had to endure, but look how I'm untreated. Who am I treated? Not acknowledged, rejected, considered of less importance. And yet it is the power of God, the grace of God working within me Yes, I may be rejected, yet I'm acknowledged. I may be chastised by people and by the evil one and the thorn in his flesh that he had, and yet I live. I am sorrowful or saddened by the situation of the church in Corinth or other places, and yet I'm rejoicing. Why? 
is because of victory in Christ, because of Christ. Christ and no one else. He's the one, and he's the one that I preach to you. He's the one that I instructed you on how to live, how to follow the Lord just as I follow him. Because the only one I see before me is the one who's crucified and the one who's risen and the one who's to come again. So St. Paul gives witness to his faith and you know, if he's boasting, it's not because he's boasting of something great, but he's boasting of the cost, the sacrifice that he had to make in order to proclaim Christ. For anyone who desires to teach and guide others, that person has to be prepared for lots of difficulties and sufferings and, and rejection. That's, that's very, it's just normal. As a matter of fact, in, in Book of Sirach, it says, if you wish, my son, my daughter, if you wish to be a minister of God's word, if you wish to be my follower, then prepare yourselves for trouble. Very simple. And what type of trouble? Each one of us knows. Because we're living in, in a, wherever the environment we have, the difficulties we have to endure. And so anyone who really wishes to be faithful has to undergo difficulties. Now the second aspect today is the gospel. And you know, the gospel from the uh, St. Matthew's chapter, as you know, chapter five, chapter six, seven, is the uh, Jesus preaches the, Mount, the Sermon on the Mount. It's like a new Moses, kind of perfecting the law. And the perfection of the law is, is giving a dimension that only Son of God can and is inviting us to follow. So what do we have there? As you know, the Lord, when he gave the Ten Commandments and also the, the, the precepts of, the, of justice, of holiness, one of the instructions was the, 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 the Lord, the, the law of reta retaliation is only an eye for an eye, truth for a truth, nothing more, nothing more. Because living in the environment then, if you are more important, if you are more wealthy, if you do this, you know, for a small transgression, you could punish somebody badly. And so God says, no, only an eye for an eye, nothing more, nothing more. And truth for a truth, nothing more. No matter whether you're very important or very wealthy or whatever you were, that you would, that you would only uh, administer this law of justice, law of uh, retaliation only based on, 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 on law of equality. But the Lord takes this decree, this invitation, this precept, and he raises to a higher level. And, and, and the Lord says, but I say to you, offer no resistance to the one who is evil. When somebody strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him as well. And if anyone wants to go to law court with you uh, over your tunic, hand him over. Should anyone press you into service one mile, go with him two miles. Now, it seems to us that such expression would, is Jesus saying, you know, you should just kind of lie down and just take the beating. I think the, the Christ, Christian principles of justice is that we are to protect the young, we are to protect the innocent, we are to protect the poor, we are to protect the weak, which means that we have to defend against, against uh, evil. But, but the Lord is asking not that we would 
fulfill the responsibility in terms of relationship to his justice, but he's saying to us, each individual, if it's not because of someone else, there's need of protection, but it's only you who are being pushed around and mistreated. The Lord says, do not return violence for violence. Do not return violence for violence because it continues to breed violence. John Paul II spoke of divine mercy as being God's love and mercy is so great that he would take the beatings and he would not return the beatings. He would take into his, his body, you know, the, the evil, and he would not return it. And so the Lord is asking us if it's possible for you on that personal level to not return violence and evil for evil, but overcome evil with good, whatever that may mean returning evil with good. And so you see, that's the invitation that the Lord is asking us. In other words, he's asking us to be like himself. He's asking us to be like himself, because that's what Jesus did. And so that's the invitation today, coming from the Gospel of St. Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on the one who wants to borrow as a conclusion of this teaching, meaning take care of one another. That's, that's basically what it means. Take care, do not count the cost. And finally today, just briefly, St. Romuald was the, is known today as the reformer of, of, of part of the Benedictine community, and he reformed, and now they're known as Camal de Lis. He was When he was young, he saw his father in a feud with another family, kind of being very sanguine, you know, very, very uh, sort of temperamental, and in a fight, with a, in a feud, in a fight, he killed someone. And Romulot was not, it just hurt, hurt him to see what happened. And so he just didn't want to kind of stay around. He went into a monastery, a Benedictine monastery, but in a Benedictine monastery, he found out that the monks were not really living faithfully to the rule of St. Benedict. And so he got into conflict with others, you know, and ultimately, you know, being pulled towards deeper life of prayer, life of commitment. Ultimately, the, the pastor, uh, the, uh, the abbot then gave him permission to go out to see whether in other communities, whether they're living more faithful than the ones that that he was living in. And, and so he kept on going and wishing to reform. And many of, of the people who, who he touched, yes, they did. But ultimately, he created a community in, in Kamaldoli uh, and became like a model community for life of strict prayer and a type of almost a remedical life, like, like a hermit. And so that's what happened. And so the, the, that community uh, in Camaldoli in Italy became the model of a new community known as Camaldolis monks. And, and, and Camaldolis, uh, when, when I was young, maybe, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years old, I don't exactly remember, but 13 probably, before, before 13, uh, in my own uh, t little town, village, one of the monks, one of the priests was a Kamadolis monk, 
And so what we did is we know that he was walking to the church. It was like maybe two miles walk uh, distance between his, his family house and, and the church on Sunday. And we all kind of followed him, maybe, I don't know, 50 yards behind him, because we watched him because he walked in silence. Like people walk together, they talk, you know, whatever, whatever. And then he walked with a beard, and you we were looking at him in his, in his monastic garb, and he's walking to church silently. And so we walked behind him, and we did the same thing when he was going back. <laughs> and we were looking at him, and finally, I was kind of asking questions, why does he look the way? I mean, we saw priests normal, you know, like diocesan priests, and yet he was, he was like a monk, and he was a curiosity to us. And, and I was told that he would be able to visit his family only once every 20 years or so, very infrequently. And finally, when I was, was a student in Krakow, and there was a Kamaldolis monastery there, I, I walked in, and the church that's there, um, which we don't see, we didn't see any monks except the one that, that, that opened the door for us. And we saw the church, it was absolutely bare, bare. There was nothing except the cross, the statue of Our Lady, the altar, nothing on the, on the walls, very bare. And then I found out more that they live in little small houses as hermits. God invited him to renew the church in a way through a deep, prayer, contemplative prayer, prayer of, of um, like penitential prayer, praying for others, praying for those who do not pray, praying for those who are, you know, are, are uh, in despair or who are dying, all those things which, in a sense, contemplative community, especially penitential communities, do on behalf of others. And so this is what he gave to us a great example a thousand years ago, and yet, and yet someone who gave witness to Christ, Christ who loves us, Christ who wishes us to be with him in heaven, Christ who gives himself in the Eucharist so that we may be like him to help us overcome the, uh, the laws of retaliation. He doesn't want us to, you know, take, it, take vengeance or, or to you know, to put law into our own hands. But also, St. Peter, uh, St. Paul says to us today, uh, it's very, a very simple way. In everything you do, pray, sing praises, honor God. Don't waste the grace that he gave you. May it fruitful until one day you share in the glory of God in Christ and through him and in him in paradise. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, 
I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.